This is the Building Resilience Podcast, Episode 102, Abundance and Scarcity. Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where you will learn all about building resilience in yourself and helping others build it too. Drawing from the principles of positive psychology, neuroscience, and coaching, I will help you face all the challenges and adversities that life throws at you and help you do more than just survive. I will help you thrive. I am your host, Leah Davidson, and I am a certified life coach and speech language pathologist. I will help you manage your mind, your emotions, deal with your stress and your overwhelm, and lead a more purposeful and joyful life. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Last week, we talked all about de-stressing the holidays, and I hope that you have your game plan. Now, in general, for me, I find that November and December tend to be times of more reflection. As the year is closing up, I'm trying to finish up what I want to accomplish, and I may even start to think about things that I want to focus on next year. So it is a time of reflection for me in many ways. And it's a time that I think gratitude is also on many people's minds with American Thanksgiving just behind us. And then for many cultures and religions, there's the holiday celebrations coming up. And I do think there's more of an emphasis and openness about gratitude. Last year around this time, I think I did a podcast about gratitude. So you can go back and listen to that because there is so much research around the importance and benefit of a gratitude practice. So I hope that it's part of your routine or at least on your radar to try to implement. But I think there's a related topic, a cousin to gratitude is abundance. And that's what I want to talk about today. And to talk about one concept, I often find it helpful to talk about the opposite concept. So we're going to talk about scarcity too. Abundance and scarcity, they're kind of buzzwords right now, right? They get thrown around a lot, or maybe it's just in the life coaching world that I hear them so much. But once you are on to a term, you do kind of see how it relates to your life. And there's usually a reason that these terms get popular and thrown around. So let's define some of the terms first. Let's start with abundance. What is abundance? Well, it can be defined as a very large quantity of something, having more than you need, extremely plentiful quantity or supply, overflowing fullness, plentifulness of the good things of life or prosperity. Now, sometimes it can be tangible, like we can have an abundance of food or an abundance of money. So it's easy to see the overflow and the extreme quantity. But what about when we talk about an abundance mindset. What do I mean about that? Well, we are referring to the belief that we have about the overflow of good things. And what are our beliefs? Well, they are our thoughts that we think over and over and over. So let's just stop for a second and ask, what makes something in life good? Like, what do you consider good things in your life? And what's interesting is we all get to decide what the good things are in our own lives. We know that the way we think is always optional. So that means we get to choose to think that we have good things in our life and that we have abundance. We get to believe that there is a lot of goodness in our life. If we choose to have this abundant mindset, then that means we have thoughts like, my life is plentiful. I can get whatever I need. I can get even more of what I need. I have enough. And most importantly, there's enough available for myself, my loved ones, and everybody else in the world. So abundant thinking is an attitude and a mindset that focuses on what we do have. And abundance comes from a place of never running out. So let's take the analogy of a big pie. 
Now you don't look at a pie and think, oh my gosh, there's only one piece and I better get my piece before it runs out. When you have an abundant mindset, you come from a place of there is always more pie. There's more than enough. We can even make more pies if we run out of this pie. So then what happens is we inevitably become more generous people when we have an abundant mindset because we realize that somebody else's success or what somebody else has does not lessen our chance of success. So if somebody seems to make a ton of money, it does not mean there's less money for us to have. If we compliment somebody else, it does not diminish anything about us. If we love one friend, it does not mean we have less love to give anybody else. There is an abundance. It's plentiful. So we end up giving freely. We end up giving generously of our time, our words, and all our resources when you have that abundant mindset. Now, the opposite of abundance is scarcity. And scarcity is the idea that there is a finite amount of things. We have a finite amount of time, of money, of love, and you better get your piece of the pie because once it's gone, it's gone. There is no more. And our society really loves to thrive on scarcity and our brain really loves to believe it. And you can constantly see this even just in society of how we do sales. You better get it now before it runs out. There are only two spots left. If you don't get it now, you'll miss out on it forever. And it really kind of preys on our fear of missing out. And this idea of if you miss out now, you will never get another chance. And scarcity basically says there's not enough. Scarcity says you've got to hurry and get yours or somebody else is going to get it first and then you're going to suffer because they will win. And with scarcity, there is only one winner. How do you recognize when you're in a scarcity mindset? Well, there's a couple of telltale signs. For example, if you find yourself always in a rush, always in a hurry, wanting to cut corners to get somewhere quickly, scarcity could be around in your brain. Because scarcity can actually block out the ability to make rational decisions. Scarcity, actually, it activates our stress response. We end up going into this panic mode and we lose access to our thinking. So if you remember like way back at the beginning of COVID with all the toilet paper, there was this fear that people would run out of toilet paper. So people were just buying like crazy and they actually bought so much more than they needed. They bought even though other people didn't even have any. So scarcity is really rooted in survival. This idea that there's not going to be enough. So I better take care of myself. But what happens is it also breeds selfishness. Because if we think there isn't enough to go around, what do we do? Well, we make sure that we get enough. We make sure that we are taken care of. We make sure that we get our pie and our ice cream and everything else. And if there is enough after we get it, then we will give it to others. So if you have a scarcity mindset, if you think that there's never enough or that you need to keep things aside for yourself, I'll offer to you that you are likely acting in a more selfish way too. I'm not saying you're deliberately selfish, but scarcity just brings out that selfishness in people. It's part of your stress response, your survival. Your survival instinct thinks that you are being threatened. And so the fight or flight freeze stress response is activated. Now, in this day and age, if you are listening to this podcast or if you look down and you can tell the time on your nice Apple watch 
or you are putting your running shoes on and going for a run around the neighborhood while you listen to this podcast, there is a pretty high chance that you do not need to be in scarcity mode. You don't have to fear for your survival. Now, I do want to briefly talk about what's in between scarcity and abundance. And this is kind of like the middle ground. I know in many ways it can be hard to feel abundant. And in other ways, you may actually feel scarce. So it's not an all or nothing sum game. But it can be hard if you feel scarce to jump all the way over to abundant. So I want to offer to you that there is this middle ground that you can try out. And the middle ground is called sufficiency. Now, what does sufficiency mean? Well, it means having an adequate amount of something, especially of something essential. It means being able to meet your needs of having enough. So play around with that. If you feel that there are some areas of your life that you do not feel abundant, are you able to get to a place of sufficiency? And I know that that is what has really helped me. Sometimes when scarcity slips in, I am not able to run all the way over to abundant. Now, I know for me, when COVID hit, it hit me pretty hard professionally. So due to the nature of my work as a speech pathologist, Pre-COVID, I would drive to people's homes or their works or their schools, and I would do therapy in those locations. And I always got paid for my travel. So when COVID hit, there was no travel. I lost about half of my income. And I fell in that gray zone as self-employed. And so there was nothing from the government for where I fell in, in Canada. There was some support for a lot of people, but I didn't qualify, even though I had lost half my income. And it was kind of hard for me not to go to scarcity. It was really hard for me to see everything go down. And then actually since then, I have stayed virtual. So it has never technically recovered in the same way. So getting too abundant in that area for me was a challenge. Whether you think or not, if you can objectively look and say, oh, Leah, well, totally your life is filled with these blessings and abundance and so forth. That's not what it's about. We're talking about being able to do that for yourself. And it's very hard when you get into that scarcity mode, you get into that fight or flight and you have that stress response. Remember with that stress response, it's very hard to be thinking rationally. So for me, it was too big of a jump. So I worked on a couple of things. I worked on getting to a place of sufficiency for both my work and my finances that I have sufficient number of clients, I have sufficient number of finances, I'm okay, I have enough, my survival is not threatened, I will be fine, my needs are met, and sufficiency was much more accessible to me. Now, I also tried to work on getting to abundance in other areas of my life. And where I found, oh, it's much easier to get to abundance there, I focused on that. And then what happens is when you feel abundant in one area of your life, it's much easier to then channel that feeling of abundance into other areas. So there are likely areas of abundance in different parts of your life. Maybe it's an abundance of faith, an abundance of friends, an abundance of love. Maybe there is an abundance of more tangible things, of resources, of supplies, or toilet paper. And I want to encourage you to start noticing that abundance in your life. So start making a list. Make a list of what you already have, what you are grateful for. Recognize that so much of what you think you want or you need in your life, you actually already have. And focus on that abundance. Enjoy it. What are the blessings in your life? 
And remember, it truly is all in your thoughts. You just get to decide to think abundantly. Now, lastly, if you really want to stretch and grow your brain and your abundance and gratitude on your list of what you already have or are grateful for, I want you to do the next step. I want you to choose an area of your life that may be particularly challenging right now. So something that is really tough for you. And I'm not going to make you say up front that you're particularly grateful for that experience, although you could if you wanted to. But I want you to kind of open up that experience, take a peek inside and look at what are the blessings What are the things that you are grateful for? What do you feel abundantly about part of this challenge? So for example, I know that when I've done this with many of my clients who have experienced a traumatic brain injury following an accident, they may not say that they're grateful for their accident or injury. But when they dig deep and they open up to it, they often will say things like, I'm grateful that I now have this perspective that maybe they find themselves more having more empathy or more compassion or being kinder, or maybe they have improved in certain other areas or focused on certain other areas. For example, maybe they're in better physical shape because they have more time to get out and exercise, or maybe they have taken up meditation and so that they find they are more calm. It is a hard exercise But I know that sometimes when people have focused on the external, I know many people will say they are grateful for the new people that they've met in their life, the experiences that they've shared with other people, the depth of different relationships, how much they've appreciated the support that they have in their life. It's usually something that they can find a lot of gratitude for and feel there's an abundance there. So it's a great exercise. It can be a little challenging, but I want you to try it out. See if you can create your list of what abundance you already have in your life, as well as the challenging things. Can you find a little bit of gratitude and an abundance if you dig really deep inside of those? So try it out. Hope that helps and have a wonderful rest of the week and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting.